Welcome to episode 51 of Forging the Journey, where we discuss the joys and struggles of our entrepreneurial journey. I'm Greg Davis. And I'm Jared Dobb. How are you doing, buddy? I'm alive. I'm upright. Breathing. Breathing oxygen still. I'm awake. I've actually slept really good the last couple days. It's pretty incredible. And I woke up. I just kind of felt refreshed as I got that first cup of coffee in the morning. Nice. I could, so I could use a good thing. Yeah, that is a good thing. How I'm are you? Gonna, no, I'm doing pretty good. Honestly, I, I, I can't complain. I'm super busy. It's a super short week. Um, I I took Monday off because my family had it off for Columbus Day. So uh, I took the day off and we road tripped it out to visit my brother and sister-in-law and my nieces in Chicago. Um, and we got, so we drove there Friday and back Monday. So I slept on an air mattress for a couple of days and um, and didn't sleep super great. And now I'm, I don't know, it's, I'll be exhausted at like five, six o'clock, like barely keep my eyes open. Well, you know why that is. You're getting old. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that's, that's one thing. But I'll be exhausted at five, six o'clock and can barely keep my eyes open and 10 p.m. hits and I'm wide awake like, all right. Let's do oh, really? some stuff. Oh man, it's so weird. It's awful. I think I was up to like twelve thirty one last night or something. Um, I got to get myself back on a all summer long. I did so good. I was I was up at six a. You know, I would I'd go to bed. I don't know ten eleven up at six a.m. all summer long. It was beautiful. Yeah. For some reason, like end of summer hits and I can't I can't get myself out of bed. I'm going to I'm going to bed at weird times and I, I I need to reset my my sleep clock, which I don't know when that's going to happen because we're heading out of town this weekend. Are you ready for this weekend? No, me either. <laughs> I'm just going to, just going to be honest, but you're know, going back to your, it's funny because I've been having the same troubles you're talking about. And I don't know if it's the change of the seasons, but I've noticed that I've been getting into the shop later. Um, I've been sleeping a lot better, which is great, but normally I was waking up at 5.30. I'd jump in the shower and then get to the, you know, get out to the shop and be here by 6.30 and, and get rolling right away. As of lately, I've been starting around 7, which I was actually talking about intentionally starting later um, as we brought on some new people and uh, kind of delegated certain roles because I wanted to create space for me to invest in my health and get to the gym. Um, so that's something that is going to be starting up. I'm hoping by January, February. Um, but this is not intentional. I think it's a change of the seasons. The fact that I'm driving to work and it's dark. Yeah. I do think it's something to do with it. Being but, when you wake up versus dark when you wake up makes a big difference. Right. You know, something that's helped me though. And I've noticed I used to lay in bed and just mess around with my phone for 20 minutes or whatever before bed. And so I was reading something that said that if you're doing that before bed and you're on devices and stuff, it can kind of stimulate your brain and it can mess with you with your sleep cycles. I don't know if that's true or not, but what I started doing is actually just reading before bed every yeah. night. And I have slept better doing that. I don't know if it's because it's kind of calming to my brain. It gets my head out of the, the business thoughts, but I've been doing that every night and also then i'm getting through my books a lot quicker 
So that seems to have helped. But to answer your question about this weekend, no, I'm not prepared other than the fact that I have flight tickets for Ridge and I. And the funniest part is we're going to be catching up in, I guess, Charlotte. Okay. Because we're, we're jumping on the same plane, you, me, Ridge, and Dusty. Um, on the way there and then on the way home, we're flying on the same flight, which is super cool. Yeah. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, like so I, we're... I saw that that was happening, that that was available. And I paid a little bit more to get that because I was like, well, that's convenient. Cause yeah. we, you know, we were talking about trying to get into Tallahassee. I think it is around the same time Yeah. so that we could split that rental car, but we're going to land at exactly the same time. Maybe yeah, if you don't save any money, we get to be together. Right. It wasn't that much. Um, it was probably like 20 or 30 bucks a ticket more, oh, Okay. but the convenience aspect of us landing at exactly the same time to me was so worth it. Yeah, well, knock on wood, and hopefully none of us you know, hit a layover or anything crazy, and that still works out that way. But yeah, we are we're heading down to southern Georgia. We're almost in Florida, Alabama corner side of things. We're going to the Iraqi Veteran eight 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 range day, which uh, which I've seen on social media for years, and just it looked like a cool event. I had I had the opportunity to go last year and. I think just the time there, there was something going on that I couldn't make it. So, um, I have a, a booth space down there. <clears throat> I'll just show off our stuff and Jared and Ridge are coming just to, uh, take pictures and participate. So I'm also just so you guys know, I'm going to make you guys take some shifts in the booth too. So I can go. Yeah. I already talked to Ridge about that. And, and I just, I told him that at some point we'll be in the booth and I think it's a good idea too, because it'll be a central location where people will be coming. So honestly, it's a good networking opportunity for Ridge and I as well, just being around your booth. Yeah. Um, so selfishly we were planning on doing that anyway, but yes, if you need help, we'll be there. And uh, our, our main goal, cause I've never been to this event. I've seen stuff on social media. So honestly, I don't know exactly what the structure's like, my main goal is really just to go get foot photography and videography content of people, but then shake a lot of hands and hopefully meet a ton of new people that could um, help out with, you know, I don't know, some way just marketing, getting to know people. Right. You just never know. Yep. So yeah, I'm looking, f I'm really looking forward to, uh, I know there's going to be a lot of people there that, uh, that I already know. So I'm looking forward to, being able to get to hang out with, with people I know and I'm even more excited to, to get to meet new people and they make new relationships. And, uh, and we were just talking about this on podcast last week. I just, I really enjoy networking and getting to know, get to know people. And, um, it's just, that's a lot of fun. And since, you know, this event really, um, for anybody listening, doesn't know what this, this event is. It's, it's turned into this massive, event i mean i can't tell you how many people are there how many vendors are there but i know there's a lot um i'm just gonna throw that number out there for you a lot um but it's a big range day where there's a bunch of firearm companies come out and they have a bunch of stuff that you can shoot and uh and there's other companies like me come out and just bring other gear and stuff to see uh but it's it's largely pretty much just open to well, it, it is just open to industry uh, people, which is like if you work in the industry, but also influencers. So, uh, yeah, so I, I'm looking forward to, to trying to meet some new influencers and just, you know, meet 
meet those people, but also get to meet some more people in, in, in the industry. So yeah. Yeah. It so, should be a good time. Yeah. I'm I haven't excited. had a chance to look at the weather yet, but it's going to be warmer down there than here. I guarantee it's been like fifties and it's, it's supposed to rain all day today here. It's been, it's been nice and cool, which I'm not complaining. I love it. I love the cool. Yeah. This is my time of year and it's a little hectic right now because I just got back from Brush Creek Ranch and you were talking about some of the photos that you saw. And I'm sure people listening to this, if you follow me, you might've seen me post photos on TA targets with the target systems and some insane looking mountains. Um, so that was from Wyoming. So this is a little bit of a hectic week because I just got back um, into the shop Monday from Wyoming. I left uh, Friday morning really early last week uh, and flew all the way out to Denver, Colorado, which is, by the way, the weirdest airport I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever landed in, in Denver. It's, I don't think I have. It's really weird. Like this really weird horse greets you as you're driving in it's blue with like orange eyes and it's massive i guess the locals call it blucifer like it just looks like a demonic horse and then there's gargoyles and like weird paintings and stuff in the in the airport and yeah it just had a weird vibe to it but anyway so then i met up with cj who he actually has a podcast i don't know if you met him at ohio range day but he has a podcast called empty brass we met up. He gave me the tour of the facility. He operates the ranges at Brush Creek Ranch, and they were looking to purchase steel targets in January is when they're looking to put that order in. So we went out essentially to see the facility and get a feel for what they're trying to achieve, which is always nice when we can do that. I mean, obviously, we can't always do that for every customer because it just doesn't make financial sense. But for this one, it made sense to fly out and also the coolest part was this was the first time that I took my wife with me on a business trip with zero kids. I mean, I've never taken her on a business trip either, but we left our kids alone uh, with her family. My dog went to my parents and then we flew out alone and had a good relaxing weekend out in Wyoming and That's hiked amazing. around, took tons of pictures. Yeah. I didn't realize that she went into, I, I saw a picture you you guys both together and i was like man that's that's an awesome opportunity for you guys to go there together right yeah that that place you went that's that's uh that's pretty much the tip of the iceberg as far as like my dream locations to to go and experience you know let alone like live that way <laughs> it, it makes me want to you know, makes you want to ride horses and be a rancher and and live out in the mountains and man, unreal. Yeah, so that's that makes this week a little hectic because I just got back and then we're going to that IV eighty eight eighty eight event. Uh, but it's I'm excited. It's a lot of traveling for this month, but yeah, I feel like here. there's a lot of value coming from all of this. Uh, but you know, something that was it was just different. So going to a ranch that's a really high end ranch it was really a unique experience for me. And you and I talked about it a little bit, uh, just how different people are in different quote unquote classes. Cause this is a place that serves, I'll call them high end people. It's extremely wealthy. People would come here cause it's a very expensive ranch to belong to. And it was kind of an eye opener to me because 
it's not how I would want to live, if that makes any sense. And, and you and I talked about it a little bit where, I don't know, it's just, it's just weird how there's a different vibe to certain people when you're going somewhere like that. It's a culture, like, I don't even understand it fully, if that makes any sense. Um, and I, I definitely felt a little bit out of place because I'm over here, the guy with the Jeep that just wants to go into the mountains and disappear. And, you know, I'm, I'm fine with just going out with dirty boots on and hiking the mountains and just exploring the country. But um, then you have everybody else who kind of is used to getting pampered and, and served and all this other stuff. So it, it was a good, I don't know, it was a good reality check for me, not even a reality check, but just a good reminder to keep my baseline and make sure that as the businesses are growing and as we're more well-known and as we're having more impact on more customers and all that stuff, just to keep the humility there. You know what I mean? Yep. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it's good. It's a good reminder. Um, and I was glad I went and plus it was super relaxing and it was a good time. So I, I can't, I'm not complaining at all and I'm not judging people, but it was just different, a different experience because I've never really gone somewhere like that ever. Right. Yeah. I've, uh, yeah. I mean, from the looks of that place, it was, it was, yeah, that's it. That's pretty unreal. Um, so you mentioned CJ works there, which I do remember him. And I remember him talking to me about, about his podcast there, but I didn't, I didn't know where he worked. So did you get like, is that the connection there between um, CJ and getting to go to this place and the potential sale for steel and stuff there? Did that all, did that all happen through that? Yeah. They, so CJ, I guess he was in, he found out about our company, TA targets through ORD. Obviously he was shooting all the steel. He had just done a podcast with Paul black iron gunner. And that's how they kind of connected the dots. And I got an introduction to CJ. And from there I talked to him and found out that he's one of the guys that runs the ranges at the ranch and they have multiple facilities and, and very nice ranges. And they were not happy with the current supplier of steel targets. And so it offered an opportunity for me to get some quotes out to them and, and ha start a conversation uh, with their leadership of, how you should outfit a range and what products would be best to, to suit that need. And a facility is putting in a larger order. It makes sense to go out and see that facility just from a financial standpoint, it makes sense, but then also because it's going to be a larger investment. So you want to make sure that you're pointing them in the right direction because I mean, you could buy any of our steel targets and they're going to work really well, but when you're buying a lot of targets, it helps to have a game plan of, okay, here's our pistol ranges and these are the kind of distances that we're working with. This is the terrain we're used to seeing and then offering input and then really offering a good level of service to them rather than just saying, here's our website, buy what you want. If that uh, makes sense. Yeah. Well, the reason I asked is just, it, uh, it's cool that this connection came from ORD. That, you know, I, I was kind of backing up to that. Like, you never know where, uh, you know, where, where certain events and connections are going to take you. You know, it, it, you, know you went to ORD kind of wondering if it was going to be worth it. Um, and sometimes it only takes that one connection 
to make it worth it. And who knows what other connections that you made at ORD <clears throat> that, that haven't, uh, you know, turned out to be anything yet, but that could. Uh, I've got a funny, you know, kind of a funny story, a connection that just happened recently that I just kind of off the wall. So <clears throat> I, uh, me and my buddy, uh, belong to like a, a sporting clays club, uh, a couple of towns over and we shoot in the league there. Yes. Yeah, so we go over there once a week and we started doing, I oh, started doing like a little Bible study before we shoot. We're like, Hey, we're already meeting here weekly. Let's, you know, you know, let's do something a little more here. So we started doing a Bible study and the one week for some reason, I can't remember why we ended up meeting at Arby's to do the study. Um, which I can't even think of the last time I've, I've been to an Arby's and the Arby's we went to is in a town that I'm never in. It was just, it was, it was kind of a weird thing, but <clears throat> that's where we ended up meeting. Well, there was a, I, I see a guy walk in and he just caught my eye cause he was wearing, he's wearing a Beretta shirt. Um, you know, it's kind of like a, it's the exact type of shirt that you would see somebody uh, who's working like a Beretta booth at SHOT Show. If if you've been there, then you kind of know what I'm talking about, the stylish shirt. Like it, it wasn't just a T-shirt with, with Beretta on it. And I see him about five minutes later, out of the corner of my eye, I see him next to my Jeep. I can see my Jeep out the side window of the Arby's. I, I see him out there and I see him kind of walking around my Jeep, which of course catches my eye. I'm like, what's this guy doing? And I see him stuff something in the window of my jeep which really perks me I'm like what's this guy touching my jeep for <laughs> and uh and so i go out later after we're done and i grab a the, the it was a business card that he stuck in there and on the back of it he wrote uh he just wrote something like hey you know i really love my neomags i love what you guys do um if there's anything i can do to help you out you know let me know you know that sort of thing and it turns out he's like the northern northern regional manager for for Beretta, like whole, the whole northern of the United States. So this guy, he's got a lot of connections. And uh and so I text him back and we're just kind of going back and forth and again. Um yeah, so I don't know if it's gonna go anywhere, but it's just I was just telling my wife last night, it's it's just crazy. You never know what's gonna happen. You never know what connections that that you make and where they're going to get made. I made this one out of Arby's and this guy just, I think he lives in Maryland and he travels all over the Northern half United States. For some reason he was driving through Medina, Ohio. It stopped at an Arby's at one at the o'clock. Exact on same a, time as you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just life is so weird, man. That's man. just crazy. And I don't know if it, it I don't know if it's going to train anything. It, I never expect anything to, but, uh, but it's just, it's a, it's cool that 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 you going to RD turned into if anything it gave you the opportunity to go to Wyoming and experience that. Oh, uh, so so. that's all I get out of it. Yeah. And ultimately, I had a relaxing time with my wife and got a little bit of refreshment and got to be pampered a little bit because you're served everything you could ever imagine. Like I ate I forget what the steak was called, a cowshie or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then they had like Wagyu steaks, which were super expensive. Like 
stuff that I would never like, I, I'm not going to go to a store and buy something that costs 300 bucks a pound. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, that's not, I'm not in that class, you know, right. I, like I, I was joking with you before the podcast, I'm that dude that rolls around in a rusty Jeep. Um, and I have, I have high aspirations and goals for my life, but you know, that's just not the stage that I'm in. Right. And I feel out of, out of place with that, but you're right. I mean, you just never, you never know. And it's kind of funny. One of the books that I just quite literally wrapped up last night was it's called outliers and it's kind of telling the story of you know we we put a lot of weight on and this kind of comes full circle so just bear with me we put a lot of weight on people that ground away and sweat equity and built their their businesses and their success from the ground up on their own but we forget to include the stories of the breaks that they got and if you look at successful people, if you even look at our companies, at some point we get breaks and that could be a lead that could be someone helping us out along the way. And those breaks are critical. And the people that end up succeeding find those breaks or those little, uh, those little uh, opportunities and then seize them and jump on them hard. And it, it's just funny as I'm thinking back over the story of where we've come, there are a lot of breaks that I've gotten there's a lot of really good opportunities that came up. And if, if we wouldn't have been cognitive of them, it, it really, I don't know, it, it wouldn't have turned into what we have now. Just simple little things. One thing that really stands out, and I, I think it's important as a business to have something that differentiates you. We're the only steel target company making half inch AR550 targets. At the, at the end of the day, that is a massive differentiator in what we are doing and nobody else has picked up on that. And why I'm saying that is in this book outliers, it tells us, it tells stories of people who had unique backgrounds and they had underlying benefits because of either where they came from or their, their past history, their culture, whatever. And some of them accidentally created um, differentiators in their business. I'll call it that at the time didn't feel like they were going to you know, make them leap ahead or be different or be super successful. But, but then that need came along that their services and their differentiator was needed. Well, then the competition, they're five, six, seven, eight years behind. You know, we've been doing this half inch AR550 for five years. And it's incredible to think about, especially knowing what our next marketing moves are to say, you know, we, we, you know, we quite literally accidentally stumbled into that material, found out it was so worth the investment, but realized you have to do a ton of volume to make it worth your time purchasing because it's so much more expensive. And it was cool reading that book and seeing the picture painted of other companies and other people that have done that same thing, whether intentionally or accidentally, and then capitalized on it in the sixth, seventh, eighth year as they actually built a market around it. So yeah, you just, you never know who you're going to run into and then just being, you know, being cognitive of the fact that those people and the things that you're doing now that are making you different than others could be a huge launch pad down the road. Yep. And the thing is, is, I mean, you know, my example of this guy from Breda, I mean, that's just kind of a freak thing that kind of fell in my lap and that's that is I, I can't even think in the last five years 
of anything like that ever happening. Like every connection that I've made, I've, I've had to do something. I've had to pay to go to an event. I've had to um, get outside of a comfort zone and start a conversation or, um, or even just be introduced to somebody by somebody, you know, there's had to be some work involved. And, uh, and so I was thinking of that. I'm like, you know, it, uh, yeah, you know, so I was just thinking of that, like you, you have to, you have to be willing to do the work and step out there and, and take some chances and, you know, probably going to cost you money. <laughs> I'll be honest, but, uh, you know, you don't know if it's going to be worth it or not until you do it. And sometimes even after you do it, you don't know if it's going to be worth it until who knows how long right? Uh, later. You know, a lot of times it's not this like immediate thing. So, yeah, it's, it's a learning curve and then it's just being open, you know, keeping your mind open. Cause it can be discouraging when you go to do an event and you feel like you walk away with nothing or maybe you, walked away with 25 business cards, but then the work starts and you start contacting people. And something I've learned is there's a lot of different ways to work with other people. It's not just, Oh, I met someone at this company. So I want to try to sell that company targets because I know that they're going to shoot targets. Like that's not how I've found that it works. It works by some sort of joint marketing. It works because if you take care of that person and build a relationship, well, they're selling say firearms to, somebody who's going to end up shooting steel targets and it could be a massive facility and these dots get connected over time. And it's really weird. Sometimes you'll meet somebody that may not make sense, but they have a friend that they're talking to about your targets or your visitation. You go to the next show and all of a sudden that guy introduces you to this person who may not be directly influencing your company, but then he introduces you. It's just so weird how, these things can evolve over time. And sometimes they take years of developing relationships and going into relationships, not expecting anything. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden you're getting put in front of people that could quite literally change your business. So it's, yeah, I've learned to just be my, my analytical side likes to overanalyze and try to figure out right away. How is this going to benefit the company? How, how is this going to work? And oftentimes it just, it comes organically over time in a way that you may not expect. Yep. Absolutely. So yeah, who knows? Yes. You know, this weekend there's going to be a lot of people there. It's going to, that there, you know, there's a lot of potential there. And, and again, you know, anytime we start talking about this, I, I really, I really started thinking, yeah, just, I hope it doesn't sound like that we're, that we're talking about all this being purely like for, like, I don't want to sound selfish. I don't want to sound like we're trying to make these, these friendships and connections because, you know, how's this going to help me? Uh, yeah. And that's not the back end of it, but ultimately, yeah, ultimately in order to further your, your business, it's going to be driven a lot by relationship. So if you're not making relationships with people, there's going to be a part of your business that suffers. Yeah. Even if, I mean, if you think about it, even on your website, when someone's choosing to order your product, you're creating some sort of a relationship. Yeah. They've, they've decided that 
there's enough value there or enough trust that quite literally they're going to trust you with their money that they worked for to provide you, you know, provide them a service. So no matter how you're looking at business, you're doing some kind of a relationship with everybody. Some of it's just more autonomous than, than others. I mean, and also think about it this way. If you want to learn too with your business, the best way to do that is to have relationships with people that are further ahead than you. So even if, even if this Beretta rep doesn't turn into business for you, if it becomes a friendship, he might have ideas of different other companies you could work with or other marketing plans and things like that. So I mean, he definitely knows way more about sales than me. Uh, he's got a lot more experience in, in, uh, in dealing with, with dealers, dealing with buy groups and distribution. And I mean, he's got, yeah, there's, there's a wealth of, of knowledge there. And, and from what I found the majority, like 99% of the people that I have met are more than happy to, to help. Um, yeah. I, I think, I think just in general, it's a, Hey, I'll scratch your back. And if it works out, scratch my back too. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's an interesting journey and I'm excited as we've been growing and moving forward. Um, another cool thing is I think I talked about Ridge coming along to IV8888, but technically his first day is next Monday. And well, I guess we're flying back Monday. So it would be Tuesday it would be Ridge's first full day with us on the team of TA targets. And we're going to start, finalizing game plans for the marketing and that's just a really neat it's a really neat experience for me to have another person an employee so close with the marketing aspect which is where my passion lies in the business and just knowing what we're going to be able to accomplish together I'm so pumped to get started it's it, it it's complex having our team growing but I'm Man, I've just been so excited by the conversations we've had over the last couple of weeks um, and the plans and pieces we've already put into place. And then we actually have a new website coming for November. Sweet. So we've been grinding away on that. Yeah, actually, you're going to launch it. You're going to put your website up about the same time of the year I did. I, I think I got my new website up last year, kind of right before the holidays. That was stressful. Because there's extremely- always... It's extremely stressful. There's, there's always, there's always issues. And, and my thing is I just wanted all those issues mostly worked out before the busiest time of the, of the season came. So, well, we have, man, probably six new products that we could release. I know one of them is getting released for black Friday. And on top of that, we're trying to get the website done before black Friday but we're all under the same um, realization that if this website isn't 99.9% flawless by Black Friday, we're not going to release it on Black Friday. And we'll put out um, the new products on the old website just because we know that site works. Yeah. Um, I'm, not, I'm not interested in crashing our site on Black Friday. No, it'd be horrible. And idea. then scrambling to, to fix it. But, you know, this is, this is cool because we've completely outsourced it. We actually have digital alchemy building the website yeah you, so that's the other thing is you have you know you have really good people working on this site that know what they're doing so right 
Yeah. I, I don't know anything about this. I mean, I I've learned a lot from working on the website, having a tight budget, not being able to hire someone every time I learned a lot, but I'm not going to fool myself into thinking that I'm some genius coder that can build a website because what I'm good at is destroying websites. And <laughs> I'm not, in fact, one of the conversations we had with digital alchemy was, so when you build this dashboard, you're making it bomb proof, right? Like I can do stuff and not destroy the site. And, and Mike was like, yeah, you won't be able to destroy it. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm happy that we have them on board. Um, it, Obviously, building a website's expensive. It's very time-consuming. Um, and then on top of that, I'll just drop a little hint here. One of the changes we're making to our products affects all of the photos I just took last month. So I'm going to be retaking all of them yeah. for all of the ADAP systems. And yeah, it's nothing like uh, working really hard and hitting a crunch time, a deadline just to have to rework and do it all over again the following month. Yeah, I need to, that's actually on my list. I need to retake a lot of the, the product shots. I, I retook the Neomag photos and which look great. Now I just need to, I need to update some of the others. I mean, some of the others are four years old. I took them, I took pictures of them a long time ago. And I kind of just want, kind of want all the product pictures on my website to, to match. I feel like I, I feel like I, I feel like you got to do one or the other. I feel like you either gotta have them all match, or like they all need to be different, and not yeah. some the same and some different. So, dude, I'm always looking at underlying. How do I say this? Underlying messages in my photography too. And not a, I'm sure some people picked up on it, but a good example is why did I shoot the photos in a barn? And I'm always thinking of these weird behind the scenes ways of, I want to convey this to the customers. Well, the reason I picked the barn is that barn's been standing for over a hundred years. And I want people to look at our targets and say, wow, look at that. You know, that's a comparison between time and lasting and, you know, living on through the future, through generations. And I'm, I'm trying to make that kind of a comparison. And a few people have picked up on that, but I'm kind of addicted to like underlying themes that. Yeah, that's pretty meta, man. I'm not sure I would have picked up on that. Yeah. I've had people reach out and say, so what's up with the barn? And I'd, I'd respond and say, yes, just why would I, you know, you know, the story of TA targets, you know what we're about. So take that mission and those, those cultural aspects and the foundation of our company. And then let's say, why did we do the barn? And well, that's why. And they're doing pictures in a graveyard. Uh, I guess it'll outlive all of you. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect marketing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would make for some pretty awesome photos. Exactly. But you know, I, I want with the, with the photos I take, I just want it to have that feeling of, lasting you know these targets will for most people last forever i want to convey that message um, that you're not only that but you're joining a team of um you're essentially joining an elite club you know quote unquote with with, with purchasing our products uh, but yeah it's, so i have to retake all those photos and then ridge and i are have been over the last two weeks doing a lot of what i what i'll call lifestyle photos which are more or less the really dramatic photos that you'll see on our new website. 
um, with text in the background and stuff that's just showing a target system and a rifle or something like that. Um, they're kind of placeholders and we'll have those throughout the website, but I'm excited because it's going to give me a lot more reactivity on our site to add content and blogs and keep up to date with stuff and push out tons of different forms of content that I, I haven't been doing as much as of lately, but it's a, just a lot of work. It had, I've been a little stressed out because of the amount of work and balancing that with everything else, you know, working through new product development, which we're currently doing for a couple different systems, the website, keeping up with current orders and shipping and all of that in processes. It, it gets to be very complex and I feel like I sit down at my desk and it's six thirty, seven o'clock and I blink like three times and it's five o'clock and then I'm on my way to head back home. Um, so it's extremely, extremely busy as of right now. Yeah. Well, speaking of, I've got very limited time left this week before I got to start packing up and getting ready to go to Georgia. So, uh, it, Hate to cut it short, but I need to get rolling. We uh we do have episode fifty two, our which fifty two weeks in a year. Episode fifty two means we'll have been doing this podcast for a year, and that'll be out next week. Uh, we're gonna try to do that this weekend while we're together in Georgia. Uh, be fun to do that face to face. Hopefully, we have we can make the time for that, but uh. You, you have a good rest of the week and I will see you I guess in Charlotte yeah sounds like see you in Charlotte on Friday yeah and Come then in. we will we'll go from there sounds we good have, good rest of the week and see you yeah. then you too see you